It's so listy. It's so generic. And I so don't believe you. Your life is a perfect blend. Get the fuck out of here. What are you, a coffee? Like, I don't understand. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you are interested in coaching in person, privately, or on the podcast, anonymously or not, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Listener question for this week's pretty short, simple, straightforward. I had someone reach out to me on Instagram and say that she had met someone um, while he was here in town. He had a girlfriend at the time. They became friends over Instagram. He and the girlfriend broke up and he started messaging her, saying all kinds of sweet things, how he would like to date her, how he might be moving here. However, he was significantly younger than she is and she just knew she was not interested in this person and also As of right now, they don't live on the same coast. So how does she turn this person down without hurting his feelings? What should she do? How does she stop him? She's told him to stop and he's continuing to ask her out and say how interested he is. I just think in this case, we have to stop treating each other with kid gloves. You have to be straightforward with someone. You don't always have to be nice, especially if you don't know this person. You met once, your friends over Instagram, like Instagram is not real as we know. So be straightforward. Say, hey, I'm so flattered that you're so interested in me and you keep asking me out, but it's starting to make me a little uncomfortable. I wish you the best of luck. I know you're going to find someone great who lives near you. And shut it down. Shut it down. You do not have to be polite. You do not have to let something carry on that is making you uncomfortable. If you are, you might want to ask yourself why, what it is about your ego that needs feeding that you can't just turn someone down. Because the fact is, when we turn someone down, we're going to lose the attention from them. And that can be scary because we like attention and we like to feel like someone has a crush on us, even if we don't reciprocate and we don't plan on reciprocating. But I'm saying do yourself a favor, do this person a favor, and just say, it was so great meeting you. I've so enjoyed our conversation. You say the sweetest things, makes me feel really good. However, I'm really not interested. And before things get awkward, I don't want it to be uncomfortable. I'm going to ask you to just give me some space and accept my rejection for what it is, which is a rejection. So be as honest, be as clear, be as kind as you can be. But don't let someone overstep your boundaries in the interest of saving your ego or theirs. Hello, welcome. I am here with, well, kind of with, he's actually in Chicago, even though he lives in Los Angeles, but that's the nature of the world, Jeremy Hibnick. And let me tell you, not only is Jeremy a wonderful, handsome man, but also someone that I grew up with, I guess you could say. Not not like consistently, but like we went to theater camp together. I think I was like, 10 or 11 or 12, and you were probably 13 or 14. We may have even gone to the same high school, but our high school was so big that I don't recall. And uh, then found ourselves both in Los Angeles and reconnected a year or two ago when you came to my dating show. And here we are now, and I'm here to help Jeremy, who is how old? 37. 37. And straight male from Chicago, currently in Chicago. I asked him why, because I was like, it's not the holidays. And he was like, well, it's kind of a holiday. It's Yom Kippur, and he's there with his, I assume, nieces and nephews? I'm here. Brother? Yeah, my my nephew, and then my, uh, I don't know what distant cousin, the second removed cousin uh, is here as well. So 
It's- so in conclusion, Jeremy is a nice Jewish boy <laughs> who goes home for the Jewish high holidays. What a sweet muffin. Uh, Jeremy, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. And you're not being anonymous, you brave soul. <laughs> you're here to just lay it all on the line. I've known you for so long. I know. We have Our- this, this multi-decade acquaintanceship. It is. I, I would call it an acquaintanceship because I wouldn't say we were like super close. I definitely had a crush on you at one point. That's not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think when we were like 13, I was probably 12 or 13. Okay. Okay. You were a year or two older and you were a terror. You oh, were terrifying. Yeah. yeah 100, absolutely. Absolutely. I have to say the first thing that I have to say is because I, you know, asked you to send me an email with kind of like rundown what you're going through. And you were like, I'm very shy. I'm very quiet. And I just remember you as one, enormous, and two, terrifying. And three, I had a huge crush on you. And you were this like hyperactive, mushroom cut, giant, (laughs) sometimes... I remember you would like pick me up and throw me and it was the most thrilling thing in my life. But sometimes you got a little too rough and that was kind of thrilling too. But I was always like afraid you were going to hurt me, but like in an exciting way. Oh, interesting. But so now it's so surprising to me how mild mannered you have turned out. Uh, no, I, yeah. What happened? I, I have no idea. I think that the, uh, the, the like large personality was just a... I, a coping mechanism was just an attempt to try to be seen, try to be noticed in in high school. Or I, I yeah, I have no idea. You're absolutely right. I was a I was a terror. I don't think that anybody expected me to turn out all right, and and then somehow <laughs> I did. You did, and I mean, I seriously, I have just one memory. I think we almost dated at one point. I have a vague memory of us maybe having a crush on each other at the same time and almost dating. See, no, I like the the. Do you not? No, I don't recall that. But I recall like the theater, like the Northbrook Theater, incestuous. Everybody dating yeah. each other, and so I feel like you dated some of my friends. Like, I definitely and, dated your friends. I think I dated your cousin. He's your cousin, right, Michael? No, 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 no. You're thinking GK. Yes, I know. But you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he was your friend. Yes. <laughs> and no one cares about this but us. But. My point is, I definitely had a crush on you at one point, but I was always definitely scared of you and couldn't tell the line between you hating me and wanting to beat me up and then also maybe liking me. But I guess we never really did the whole like, we're 12 years old and we're going to say we're going out thing. But I definitely wanted to at one point. Anyway, the point is now you're 37, you live in Los Angeles, you work in video games, you have a good job, you have a dog. I do. You're a sweet, mild-mannered muffin. I don't understand how you're single. Let's talk about it. All right. Um, let me pull up your email, actually. This is my new favorite thing to do when people send me these things. You are very organized in your email. My goodness. <laughs> you sent me a zip file of screenshots. Impressive. Um, okay. So <laughs> and they were numbered. They were narratively put in order. Oh yeah, you were like old OK Cupid, new OK Cupid, old hinge, new hinge. Okay. Um. So the first thing we're going to talk about is, you say a topic that is very relevant for you is dating with a dog. Your dog is a huge yeah. part of your life, but it's a restriction because you feel bad leaving him alone. 
and you've been told that a cute pup can help break the ice or even result in approach slash interaction, but you've rarely experienced it. And most girls will ask to pet him, but their boyfriends stand by or their kids. Um, And people, your friends, dog walkers, whatever, have told you, if you can't attract a girl with your dog, there's something wrong with you yeah, because your dog is so cute. So that 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 particular thing was said to me by a couple that uh, watched my dog while I was out of town. And they, I believe, have been dating since middle school and are now married with two children in college and high school, respectively. So, so it's said by people that really have never dated in their entire lives except for each other. But they did inform me that that if I'm unable to meet somebody or be approached with my dog, Morty, that there must be something wrong. Well, there's definitely nothing wrong with you. Different strokes for different (laughs) folks. I can sense that they maybe touched a little nerve with you (laughs) and you were like, is there something wrong with me? No, there's something wrong with you. You've never dated anyone else. You don't know. There you go. But, you know, it is. It's very easy for people on the outside to be like, this should be so easy for you. What's wrong with you? And you shouldn't you shouldn't take that on too much. They don't know. Um, I do want to look into kind of your technique with your dog, as it were. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with you. So No, I, I don't think you, so. Either. And you say... You say, I go to different dog parks at different times of the day. We attend classes and meetups, but nothing ever comes from it. What is it... Do you do something? Like, have you tried? Have you talked to girls? Have you approached or do you wait to be approached? I, I mean, I think it's a it's a combination of both. I think that um, one of the things is that, like, I am probably more awkward in the beginning and need to kind of settle. So I think that it's possible that in my approach, maybe it's a little a little what stilted or just a little awkward at first, but I certainly have tried to make conversation um, and things like that. And and it could be that there is, there have been the potential for a connection and I'm just Mm -hmm. somewhat uh, oblivious to it. Yeah, I would, I would, I would guess that's the case. Either you're oblivious or you think you're putting out the signals, but you're not. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think, Especially in a situation like that, you have very little to lose because you can walk away at any moment with your dog. So if you chat a little or they come to pet your dog, you know, you when so let's say someone walks up to pet your dog. (laughs) Oh, your dog's so cute. How old is he? And then you say, how old is he? Three and a half. Three and a half. And then they say, oh, wow. And then is it just like silence and then they walk away okay bye no i mean you usually like there's like this there's this um repetitive conversation you have with everybody at the dog park where you talk about how old the dog is how old the dog was when you when you got the dog and then it's often like oh what kind of dog is it because so few people actually have a dog that just fits into a single category so then mm-hmm. you know it turns into some conversation about various breeds and oh I can recognize that I can see that and 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 what's I I suppose a lot of times the conversation just remains on the dog and then Mm -hmm. rarely transitions from well now we've we've moved from a conversation about the dog to a conversation about the humans that actually own the dog. Right. And I think I I will say it's probably a little more challenging for you as a guy because you don't want to be that weird, creepy guy and you don't want to be like, so do you live around here? (laughs) Or like, so what do you do? Um, But I want to give you permission to 
try that. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be where do you live, but it can be, you know, oh, do you do you come to this dog park a lot? Or, you know, and, and just just to be clear, like you're addressing mm-hmm. something else that I that I wrote in my email, which is just this kind of concern about when you are just approaching somebody out in public at a dog park or in a class or, or anywhere like, what, you know, I think that we live in a time where we're very hyper conscious, appropriately so hyper conscious about about you know, just approaching people out of the blue. And, and so part of me is like, yeah, how does one make that, that transition? How does one ask those personal questions without like being just another version of a, of a cat call? Well, it's not a cat call because you're not objectifying them. They're not like walking by you. They're they're engaging in a conversation with you. Yeah. And I think a lot can be, and it's not to say that you can always tell who you can trust, but a lot can be kind of gleaned from just talking to someone and making eye contact with them and, you know, getting a sense for their energy. So my guess would be anyone would have who would have a few exchanges with you about your dog is going to know pretty quickly that you're pretty non-threatening um and you're just not someone who's gonna kind of creep them out and come on too strong i will say that you know there's a there is a bit of just a leap of faith you're gonna have to take of just you know hey like totally feel free to say no but would you like to grab a drink sometime even if the conversation hasn't at all gone to each other Mm -hmm. and has completely stayed on the dog you know it's just kind of okay well I'm about to walk away might as well give it a shot I do know people in this day and age who have met in similar ways I met a couple a few nights ago that they worked at stores next to each other and they'd always see each other outside. And then finally the guy went over and was just like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I want to take you out. Like, and and there's a million ways in which that could have gone badly, but it worked. So there is a level of risk, you know, you could get shut down or rejected and it's not going to feel great. On the other hand, no risk, no reward. They could say, yeah, totally. Here's my phone number. Yeah. You could also to offer to give your phone number if you're more comfortable with that, if you don't want them to think you're trying to. You can be like, why don't I give you my phone number? And if you're interested, reach out, you know, if you're totally. more comfortable with that. There's also worlds in which, you know, you're talking about the dog. Oh, what kind of, yeah, he needs a lot of exercises hard because I work all day. I work for a video game company. Oh, what do you do? Oh, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. then and then it transitions off you know so there are ways to transition the dog talk because I also I know people who use their dogs for networking and like will go to the dog park strike up a conversation get into the fact that they both work in PR or whatever and have a conversation about that so it's totally possible but it does take one of the people deciding to take that just little leap to the next thing so if you could come up with like a couple questions that you'd be comfortable asking that are not where do you live? But are, oh, like, how long have you had your dog? Oh, what do you do? Is that hard with your work schedule? Like, I feel for some reason that feels to me like a good transition of like talking about how you take care of the dog and then talking about your work life or whatever. Or, oh, yeah, I've had her for about three, him for about three and a half years. I moved to LA however many years ago. How long have you been here? You know, like, it's just kind of taking something about the dog and translating it to real life and then asking the other person. But you, it is going to be a little uncomfortable the first few times. And I think that's just something you're going to have to be okay with. And you're going to have to trust that you're not someone who's really going to come across overly aggressive or pushy. Mm-hmm. 
So you don't really need to worry about that. Yeah, you know, I think that like I've been telling you before, I've been listening to to your shows, and I think that mm-hmm. that one of the key takeaways I've I've been getting is just the idea of acting natural. And I know that that sounds like something that should be fairly obvious, but I think that I've just been overwhelmed with, with people telling me like, Oh, do say this, don't say that, don't like, don't do this. And, and I think that, um, what you're saying is absolutely right. And even the conversation that we're having right now is a premise for a conversation with somebody that I could meet at the dog park or something like that. Like, Oh man, how do you, how do you, date with a dog, you know, like I find it so, I find it so difficult going out on the weekdays because I leave him home alone while I'm at work and then don't want to come home, feed him and leave him home alone for the rest of the evening and stuff like that. Like, how do you manage something like that? And then it transitions into a a personal conversation that, that still involves, you know, being a responsible dog owner. Yes, I love that. I love that idea. The only thing I'll say about that is just know, and this isn't a bad thing, know that when you bring up dating with a the person, they're immediately going to go, oh, he's trying to see if I if I would go on a date with him, like just because people are trained to be like on it. And that could be a good thing. That could mean right away you're going to find out very quickly if they're like, oh, haha, okay, bye. Then you know, like, okay, that wasn't it. But if they're like, oh, yeah, it is really hard. You got the green light. Go ahead and ask them. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I love that idea. And I think with acting natural, I think that's kind of a hard thing to put on yourself. But I would say even more than that, like you just said, be honest. Like you don't have to pretend you're cooler than you are. So you can be like, you know, I come to this dog park all the time and I I really would love to just like meet more people, but I feel like all we ever do is talk about our dogs. What do you do? What do you do besides your dog? You know? And it's like, you can, to a degree, be totally honest about what's going through your head and what you're struggling with or what you really want to know about this person rather than trying to pretend to be much cooler and less caring than you really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm glad you picked up on that. Now, before, so we were supposed to talk last week and then because of technical and scheduling issues, we moved it and you said, oh, that's actually good because I may have something brewing that I would be able to talk about. And you had just binged a bunch of these episodes. So you kind of were like, oh, okay, I'm thinking differently now. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that situation? Sure. I mean, I think it 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 really connects with what I was just saying, which is just, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't uh, match with people frequently on the apps. And, uh, you know, just having Facebook dating now come out and they're kind of being a new pool of, of people that maybe I'm, you know, just a new app that, that creates new connections. I, I had a new match and I reached out kind of right at, as I started to binge your episodes. And it really did just give me that kind of like be honest mentality. Like don't go mm-hmm. in, don't go in there. And I didn't, you know, don't do the, the, the Reddit thing and try to like make a pun with their name as an intro or don't, think too hard about whether you say hi, hello, hey, howdy, whatever the hell it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, so I really was just casual and said, hey, and, and was actually, you know, really straightforward up front, just saying, hey, I'm about to travel, but I, you know, really am interested in getting to know you more. And I hope that we can chat, you know, via text or whatever. And then when I get back, we can get together. And the, the girl was actually incredibly responsive to that. And I think it was, it was kind of breaking out of all of those rules 
that people have told me over the years or like just the like data has in, said to me over the years. And it's like, you know what, it's time to ignore that stuff and just speak to somebody the way that I would perhaps want to be spoken to as just like, I, hey, you know what, I can be clever at times, but sometimes I just want to say like, hey, you know, I, I think you're cute. I think that you're, you know, we share some interests. And while I might not be super responsive over the next few days, when I get back, I'd love to, to get to know you better. I think that's wonderful because I think you are. I mean, I find it so shocking that you've had the trouble you've had. And so I have to imagine that there's some sort of blockage or something getting in your way when it comes to just getting to the date. Because I have no doubt that once you're on the date, if you can maintain this, I can be myself. I don't have to be cool. I don't have to be perfect. You are literally a catch. Like there is no reason that you should be having this much trouble, except that I think you're really getting in your head about wanting to do it right. Yeah. And about, you know, all these reasons why it hasn't worked before or things that have been difficult for you before. Um, so I think if you can start to get away from that and just be like people with all different types of circumstances and limitations find their partners. So there's no reason why you can't. It's just you blocking yourself with a certain level of, you know, insecurity or lack of confidence, basically. Totally. Yeah. Um, so where do things, have you been chatting with this girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually, um, you know, the day that I was flying, I hadn't checked the chat, but then when I finally went on and looked, she had actually passed me her telephone number. And so, uh, that, that's been great because I, for some reason, am just a very, like, you know, a picture communicative person, not not emoticons, mm. but like, hey, mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is where I'm at. This is what the sunset in the suburbs of Chicago look like. Like I'm having a goat taco dinner kind of a thing. And so <laughs> and, and no, it's been really good. And she's actually an artist. And, and I think one of the things that caused her to respond to me was that she said I'm the first person that's ever asked her about her art in the initial conversation. And I just think that that's really odd because she presents herself as somebody in her profile that's be, that's both professionally in art and also, you know, likes to do art. And so it surprised me to hear that no one had approached her and been like, oh, hey, I really like your art. What inspires you? Like, what, what kind of stuff do you do? And, uh, yeah, I, I, so yes, we've been chatting. <laughs> That's so great. I'm so happy about this. Um, did you reach out also? Because I sent you a little, I had a former client that I thought maybe they would get along and go on a date. And my whole theory behind matchmaking, if I ever do it, is throwing spaghetti at the wall, not worrying about if two people are going to be right for each other, but just saying, these are two nice people. They should get in a room together and see what happens. And maybe they'll be friends and maybe they'll be more. Did you reach out to her or were you like, no, I've got too much going on with this one girl already? Um, I, I didn't reach out to her because of the travel. And I figured uh, I, I'm not quite at the spaghetti at the wall kind of place, but I did... Um, I did not want to immediately introduce myself to somebody and be like, hey, I'm going out of town. So I figured like I'll reach out when I get back in town and things can can actually progress. Now, what do you mean you're not at the spaghetti at the wall place? I, I don't know. I like I don't know whether it's just the 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 idea of 
kind of going out on lots of dates or juggling multiple people at the same time. I don't want to say that it's that I'm concerned that that's going to be overwhelming, but it's just something that that has just never quite seemed appealing to me. And I'm not trying to say that I'm going to wait for, you know, the the Facebook dating app individual to reach a conclusion before reaching out to the person that you sent to me, but just in terms of I didn't want to reach out to somebody and immediately be like, Hey, I'm about to go out of town, but I'll reach out to you again in a week or something like that. I mean, I get that. I think you could have, I think, but with obviously because you don't know this person, it's not going to affect you negatively or positively very much in either direction. But I would push on yourself a little bit in terms of just the sense that I get is that you very much want to feel in control of the situation at all times and do things exactly how you feel comfortable and maybe exactly how you've done them before, which is like, in general, you're not comfortable juggling more than one person. And I get that. Like, that's not for everyone. I wouldn't tell you to go date like six women, but I think having one or two two people going at once yeah. is like pretty doable. Especially at, at the conversation think, phase. Like it's it, right yeah. at the conversation level. It's doable. I get like you're out of town. You don't necessarily want to be spending all your time texting two women you haven't met yet. That I understand. But I would just caution you going forward um, because you do want to meet someone. Totally. And you have enough at this point life experience to know that what you have been doing isn't necessarily bringing you the results that you want. Absolutely. So it might be time to try something else. (laughs) And it might be time to let go of your grip of like what you do and don't do and like what works for you and what doesn't. And just try because I do think you're more confident than you allow yourself to be. And I think you're very... maybe afraid of getting rejected or doing something wrong or offending somebody or having somebody get mad at you or not like you. And so you're kind of like holding yourself back a little. And I'd like to see a little more of that like 13-year-old terror (laughs) Jeremy come out a little. You don't have to be like that. But that guy was, I don't care if you say it was covering up insecurity. Maybe it was, but then it worked because I was just like, who is this tornado of a person? Um, So I think a little more of that could come forth. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I'm sure you've heard me talk about on this podcast, many women want a more kind of alpha masculine presence, Mm -hmm. at least in the beginning. And then, you know, as you build a relationship, the roles shift and change, and then there's more equilibrium. But in the beginning, you need a little more swagger. You need a little more, you know, a a little the old Jeremy to come out and just be like, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Like, you're going out with me. And we're talking about the dog. How about I ask you out? Like, I want a little more of that um, kind of leaping before you're ready, like stepping a little before it feels right. To come out of you. Yeah. Because I think it's in there. I know it's in there. Yeah. I mean, but I think you've, yeah. No, I, 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 like, I don't, I don't even necessarily think that it's so much this, this fear of rejection so much as it's this, this like need to feel a, like a personal sense of, of comfort because that side of my personality absolutely still exists. That side of my personality comes out. I can still be boisterous. I can still be a big personality. It's just 
that I need to reach that, that like comfort point before that personality comes out. I get that, but I think that you need to trick yourself into that yeah. rather than waiting for it to come to you. And whether, rather than, because that could take months to achieve with a yeah, person. No, that makes a ton of sense. So I think on a first date, you don't have to be at that level, but you have to somehow like, you know, if there are certain people in your life that bring it out of you or certain places that bring it out of you, I'd almost do like some sort of, uh, this is going to sound cheesy, but stay with me little visualization or something when you're going into a date or even when you're going to walk your dog at the dog park and you're hoping to meet someone, Mm -hmm. you set a goal for yourself. I'm going to give my phone number or get a phone number to one person here. Just find some small thing that can kind of channel that in you. So even if it's not an outward boisterousness, it can be an inner confidence level because comfort, we can't always wait for that to happen. Like you do kind of have to figure out how to trick yourself into that mindset a little bit. I've been waiting long when enough. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not getting any younger, Jeremy. So let's look back at your email. I rarely match on apps maybe once a month and only get responses a couple times a year that don't result in dates. I just can't believe that. I can only imagine that you're being very selective in who you're talking to. You're thinking a lot about what to say and you're being very careful because if you were doing what I say to do, which is swiping right way more than you want to, just oh, just going down the line, starting conversations casually, easily, non-specifically, I feel like you'd be getting way more happening. There, there are certainly pieces of that advice that I'm probably not adhering to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's time for spaghetti at the wall. I do. I think, you know, you've been too careful for too long. Uh, you do have certain limitations like your dog. That means the more limitations, the more you have to throw spaghetti at the wall because the the more yeah. little filters are going to be there. You know what I mean? Totally. You say, I've had women stop responding or brush me off upon learning I'm 5'7 or that I work in video games. Yeah. Okay. Well, that just makes me mad at everyone. And you would be, you would be... Perhaps you'd be surprised by the number of people that include that in like the first sentences of their profiles. I would not be surprised. I've seen this and I'm in a personal crusade against (laughs) it. I don't know how far back you listened, but I have multiple episodes where I say, what the F is wrong with heightest people? (laughs) Because if you go to Europe, there's so many couples where the guy is smaller than the woman, shorter, and it's so effing hot and no one cares. And it's like, if you have the swagger, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, It just shouldn't matter. And I hate, I know because there are so many taller women who are single because of this reason, because they limit themselves in this way. And I'm here to say they're doing themselves a huge disservice. Now, talk to me about the video game thing. People don't like that. Yeah. I'm like, you have a solid job. Good for you. No, well, who cares what it is? What the hell do they think? You know, they see that I'm in video games. So it's not like they're interacting with me a ton after learning that I'm in video games or or not matching with me in the first place. But, you know, I think that there's still somewhat of a, of a stigma against video games, just thinking that these are all, you know, really socially inept people that live in their mother's basements or that sit there and just play video games all the time and and are are reclusive something like that 
So do you just have, what do you have? Where does it say video games on your profile? It says like your job. Yeah, yeah. Video game producer. I'm going to say not because I want to hide who you are in any way. Now, I have mixed feelings about this because I was going to say change it to producer. Yeah. But then everyone in LA says their producer and is lying. Yeah. So I want them to know you have a real job. Yeah. What's the company you work at? Uh, it's it's this really small company. It's it's the Walt Disney Corporation. Oh, never heard yeah. of it. Never heard yeah. of it. So I would say producer at Walt Disney. Yeah. Or producer at Disney, and then you once you get into it, you can get into it. But like. I think we need to take down the barriers that are stopping you. So even though obviously I want someone for you who doesn't care about that, we don't need to be putting the barriers up before we even start a conversation. Yeah, and I don't hide, you know, the fact that I am somewhat of a nerd. Like, I think that that's something that's important enough about my personality that I think I mentioned in all of my profiles in some way, even if it's just the nerd emoji, like, hey, this is part of my personality. Women love nerds, so it shouldn't be a problem. Totally. But if you find that the video game thing, if you think now, do you know that that's what's stopping you? I mean, or do you just no, have a hunch? No. So there are. It is. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Like mm -hmm. it's like the way that you'll go to a profile, and the first line of the profile is like. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, don't match me. Or if you're not six sure. feet tall, don't match me. Or if you play sure. video games, don't match me. Like it is, it is something I see very frequently. Well, I'm going to give you permission to ignore those. <laughs> okay. Because those women are just blocking themselves. And I think, well, the there are things like relationship with Jesus, which that's probably a non-negotiable. No, totally. And I respect, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect any of those lines that are drawn. It's, I'm just trying to say that like some, you know, when I see that line, it's like, you know, it's disheartening. It's somebody, it's somebody that's, you know, making, making a, really making that distinction between, you know, of all the things to distinguish between, it's like, if you, it's the same thing with height. I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it, but. um. No, I get it. Yeah. But I think I want you to get your cock swagger back <laughs> and ignore that shit. Don't ignore the religion thing because that's a real life deal totally. breaker that I don't think is manageable. But height and job. Okay, cool. I'm not listening. I don't care. Because if they met you in real life, those things wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like maybe the height would. And then we'll find out that's not the right person for you. But these girls, unfortunately, haven't talked to me yet. <laughs> so they're blocking themselves in a really, really, really dumb way. But I want you to be the Jeremy that punches through that brick wall and is just like, nope, I don't care. I'm good. And even though I understand that would be a huge turnoff for me to be like, well, I don't want to date a girl who like thinks like that. I would just assume that they wrote it a long time ago. They wrote it on a bad day. They Their friend wrote it for them. They had a bad experience. They haven't talked to me. They had a bad experience. <laughs> Whatever it is, everyone is coming from wherever they're coming from. They have these ideas in their head. It's not helping them. It's not helping you. It's causing all these blockages along the way. Someone has to be the one to break them down. So if they're not going to be the one to do it, 
you do it. Totally. And you, and like, this is the first point at which you can show your swagger and your manliness and your confidence. And that's by saying, yeah, I'm 5'7". Guess what? I'm still talking to you. Like, and I'm going to have something interesting to say, and I'm going to get you on a date with me. Or... Yeah, I do play video games. Let me bust through your stereotype about people who play video games. I was someone who said, after having one boyfriend who played a lot of video games and it drove me insane, that I would never date someone who played video games again. If I had seen that, if I had seen like, I love video games on a profile, I would have swiped left. Totally guilty right here. My current relationship, I would say every day he plays video games and I am in full support <laughs> and I don't care and it's my time that I get to myself and it's his time that he gets to like talk to his friends over his headset. Absolutely. I'm outing him right now. And um, and it's great. And But it's because he was a different person and it's a different experience yeah. and other things in our relationship are strong enough that that doesn't matter. I didn't like video games in the past because he would do that instead of relating with me mm-hmm. and as a way of avoiding me. And it was a whole other... So these women assume they've had bad experience, whatever it is. Wow, you're really bringing out my Chicago accent. <laughs> terrible. Um, but whatever it is, you, you say, fuck it, I don't care about your stupid boundaries that you're putting on yourself you know like if you met someone at a bar let's say in an alternate universe um who you really found attractive you would go up to them you wouldn't first go up and say okay I just want to make sure that (laughs) it's okay with you if I talk to you because I'm five seven like we can't we don't walk around with these limitations we've set for ourselves written on our faces so the problem with online dating among so many other problems is that it allows people to put up these restrictions for themselves even though everyone is sitting there going i want to meet someone i just want to meet someone i want to find my person i want to find my partner let me put up seventeen thousand different ways to block myself from finding mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. So I want you to be the Wreck-It Ralph that says, no way, Jose, I'm getting through those. Can you do that? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) So (laughs) what I want you to do now is assume they want to talk to you and they're privileged to talk to you and they want to go out with you until proven otherwise. Ignore what it says on their profile. I do not care. I want you to prove them wrong. I know it shouldn't be your job. It should be their job to say, I need to call Dahlia so she can yell at me. But they don't know to do that yet. So you have to be the one. So do you encourage the uh, the the hiding of one's height in their dating profile? Uh, hmm. Never thought about that. Uh, up to you. No. I mean, I don't really encourage the hiding of anything. Mm-hmm. I don't encourage putting all your dirty laundry out there and being like, not looking for a hookup, been burned before, no pen pals, please. I don't encourage lying about age. I don't encourage lying about height. If you just want to leave it off, that's fine. And then, yeah, the shallow, shallow girls who are dumb will uh, probably keep moving anyway, because they'll know if your height isn't there, you're probably not tall enough for them. Makes me so mad. This whole thing makes me so mad about how people are blocking themselves and they're the ones sitting there going i can't meet anyone guys are the worst dating is the worst and i'm like you you're the worst sorry okay (laughs) um having a moment (sighs) i'm gonna calm down everybody stop okay um so should you hide your height i didn't even know that was an option actually i thought you had to put it but i guess you don't uh yeah sure i don't know well, try it try it out it's it's this it's this idea of the that i've certainly met people that liberally use the phrase 
catfishing. And they liberally use the phrase mm. or the, the word catfishing to mean anybody that that even slightly misrepresents themselves. And so I guess why, the reason I ask is I don't think, I think that saying I'm a producer at Walt Disney, that is accurately communicating what mm -hmm. I am. But I'm curious if by not having my height visible, is that somehow misrepresenting myself and i don't think Absolutely it is because i'm not, I'm not no. saying i'm tall or short i'm just not no i'm not providing that right. information yeah i think unfortunately in this current climate that we live in you're probably going to help yourself by not putting your height i don't think it's misrepresenting because like you said you're not saying i'm six two and then you're showing up five seven yeah you're just not saying and if they want to know they can ask you totally and then you're going to say the truth. If it's that important, then, then if yeah. If it's that important, then they're stupid and they need to talk to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. And then, so we took care of that. So what I so what apps are you on right now? You're on I mean, Hinge? I mean, I've like dabbled in all of them. So I, I think I would say. You're the first person I know who's gotten a date or even talked to someone on Facebook dating. I was, I was an early adopter. I was like, I'll give this a shot. But yeah, I, I have, I mean, I've dabbled in all of them, but like I said, I, I don't match frequently. So I don't think I have a consistent use of any of them. I just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I go in and, and, and binge swipe for, you know, for a couple of weeks and then move on to the next app. And it, it's just, it's disheartening. So, so I don't, I don't stick with any particular app for any amount of time. At a certain point, some friend that wants to help me will take my phone and select their own pictures and sure. present me in some way. Everybody wants to help and I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah. So I think we need a new strategy, please, which is probably picking two apps and committing to them. Not binge swiping and then moving on to the next. Okay. But picking the two that you feel most comfortable with, maybe three, I think two is good. Having them on your phone and committing to like a half hour a day and a date a week. You're going to get to a date a week. Okay. Now, you mentioned that your dog makes it a little hard because you feel bad about leaving yeah. him. Do you have anyone who can look after him or how long how long can he be alone no i definitely have a, a you know a, a what a support a supportive group of friends people that are happy to take him i don't want to you know overuse that but having a date a week sure. or something like that is absolutely something that, that's doable Okay, so I want you to do a date a week and I want you to swipe a half hour a day on these and I don't want you to get disheartened, but what I do want you to do is swipe so much more to the right and ignore all of their limitations for themselves and then just go through and strike up the conversations. Are you on Bumble or you don't do that? Well? I am on Bumble and Bumble is perhaps one of the most disheartening ones because not only do I not match, but then I don't get messaged and it's not even up to me to attempt to send the first message. Right. But that one's kind of good maybe because you can be totally passive. Yeah. So if we just spruce up your profiles a little bit, it might be fine. I also think that it, the one that I probably avoid the most is Hinge because it is so dependent on sending a message along with that, like, it's not just a swipe, it's swipe plus. And I think that, yeah. you know, if, we're, if I'm making a resolution of any kind 
being active on a swipe plus is probably a, a good decision as well. I would agree with that. I think you, as you saw with Facebook dating, the, your first match, she really responded to what you commented on. Now, normally I say, you know, just do a generic on everybody's. Yeah. I say that a little bit more for women because women tend to be the more thoughtful, picking out a specific detail, whereas men tend to be like, hey, what's up? Or you're pretty or whatever. So for men, I would actually probably say the opposite now that I'm thinking about it of if that worked for you with Facebook dating to pick out a detail, even though it means a little more energy from you. And so you may get a little disheartened or exhausted. I'm going to tell you to push through it and keep doing that because that worked for you. And I do think you're a thoughtful, considerate person who has interesting things to say and is listening and is paying attention. And you want to use that to your advantage. You know, you don't need to be like, I'm the nice guy, but you can be like, Hey, I'm here for real. I want to talk to you. I, I'm actually invested in this and I'm putting in the effort and you can do it in like a non-passive way. Yeah. You know, I think that's where, again, you need to inject some of that swagger in yourself of like, you have cute, clever things to say. You have funny opinions about things. So you just need to make those comments, but with a little more assertiveness and a little less like, oh, hey, don't mind me trying not to bother you, but just notice this thing about your profile. No, that, that's, and the thing is like, I don't, I don't necessarily feel um, like, I don't feel extra. I don't feel exerted or exhausted by putting in that extra effort. I'm actually, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, it's really positive to hear you say that uh, because I do like, I often do see a picture and I'm curious, like, Hey, that's like you, you know, I'm not just always going for the physical compliment. I often am like, Hey, where was that picture taken or something like that? And I think, or I'm always considering asking that, but hesitant to do it because I'm concerned. Like, again, I'm just like, I, I overthink it. I overthink it. And there's, yeah. I've like, con I've constructed all of these rules of how that initial outreach is supposed to go as opposed to just being like, Hey, that's an awesome, like, that's an awesome photo where, where were you when you took that photo kind of a thing? Yeah. I think take the Facebook dating thing as a template for yourself and do do more of that. There are no rules. There is no right answer. A guy who pays attention and cares is going to stick out amongst guy who, guys who put in absolutely no effort at all. So I think don't try to be cool. Be honest. And then I think, I don't know what you do, but... I wouldn't let the chatting go on for too long before you're, and it doesn't have to be right away. Cause again, it's a little different with girls. I'm like, you can just say, when are we getting a drink? Because so few girls do that with guys. You do want to do a little more chatting, getting to know them, warming them up, but not too long. Like it shouldn't go past a day of okay. chatting. You know what okay. I mean? It shouldn't go past four or five exchanges okay. before you say, so when are you free this week? I'd really love to take you out for a drink and just get to that yeah. and be assertive about yeah. it. Again, it's not like, please do me a favor. It's like, hey, I'm fun. You're fun. When are we getting a drink? Yeah. And you don't, you know, if you're, if you want to make sure they're comfortable, you don't have to ask for a phone number. You don't have to exchange phone numbers. You can keep the chatting on the app, but then you could say, I'll be honest. I, I limit myself on this app every day, so I don't go insane. <laughs> so let's make a plan and I'll check in with you the day before. Totally. You know? Yeah. Again, you can be honest and straightforward and state your needs, yeah. you know? I think women are going to tell very quickly that you are someone who 
means it and wants something real and they can pick up on that and that's what so many women want so the fact that you're not getting the responses that you want just says to me that like that's not coming across and that you're not you're not really putting in the energy you're probably just kind of sitting there waiting for it to happen in a way and like and and blocking yourself with too many ideas about how it should go yeah I mean that's that's the thing is I think I think I'm I'm that I'm that group of people that was, you know, that was that was damaged or limited by the film swingers and the like, oh, you never respond the next day or, oh. you know, the like just all these things that have told you, like, I don't know. These are these are the rules for your for your behavior and things like that. I think you don't want to be too needy, but I think at this point, if those rules are what you've been living your life by, they're ingrained. And I just think the type of person you are, you're not going to be like overly needy or overly pushy, but you want to be forward. You want to be proactive. It's not aggressive. It's proactive. Totally. And it's letting them know I'm not these other guys who lazy lion going to like sit there and just wait for girls to be dropped in my lap. And if it's not easy, I'm not going to try. You're going to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to make myself available. Let me know if that works for you. I'd really love to meet you. You know, I think you'd be much more yourself. Okay. So let's look at your, what were you going to say? No, I was, I was just, I'm again, I was going to to speak your praises and just be glad that, (laughs) no, I'm glad that I, that I did binge and, and will continue to uh, moving forward because I think that it's, it, it has influenced me in the last week and uh and positively so yeah. i'm so glad okay so here's what i'll say and i'm a freaking broken record at this point okay there are many things i like about your profile however okay basically it just has a lot of generic words it has a yes. lot of generic words my life is a perfect blend of working hiking camping working out traveling and binge watching searching for the perfect co-pilot with whom to share it I'm incredibly passionate about my career and an unapologetic nerd. I like the message behind all of this, but it's just a lot of words. It's a lot of like, even the words hiking, camping, working out, traveling, binge watching. Mm -hmm. Like they're just generic. It's just generic. Okay. So let's see. The beginning of the profile is proud puppy papa to Morty the puffer doodle. Great. I love to cook and make friends and family laugh. Okay. Uh, I would just get rid of that sentence. and Because your next sentence is, stick with me to dine on the finest Blue Apron cuisine and be perpetually amused. I like that. Okay. So get rid of, I love to cook and make friends and family laugh. Do you see how you're saying the same thing? Totally. In the second sentence, but less generically? Quite intentionally, yes. And then my life is a perfect blend of working, hiking, blah, blah, blah. Just so I just like... It's so listy. It's so generic. And I so don't believe you. Okay. Your life is a perfect blend. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What are you, a yeah. coffee? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And searching for the perfect co-pilot. These words perfect are very telling to me. And they really kind of uh, highlight to me probably what your deep down issue is. And that is search for perfection and belief that it exists and trying to do everything right and trying to find the right person for you. Nothing is perfect. Everything is messy and awkward and wrong until it's right. So I think you have to embrace that. So I think I just I think maybe keep this a lot simpler. 
So stick with me to dine on the finest Blue Apron cuisine and be perpetually amused. Um, Your last sentence is washing dishes and folding fresh laundry are my meditation. I love that. (laughs) So that could be next. And then you could say hiking, camping, working out, and traveling are my, what's the opposite of meditation? Are my something else my roller coaster okay. or my yeah, i don't know no, I something you know what i'm saying yeah, 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 like yeah. shorten it specify it less listicle get rid of the word perfect all of that like all of the things you do are so great and so appealing i can't imagine anyone who wouldn't want someone who likes to do laundry and wash dishes like oh my god but just be less perfect. No, you have I'm, to be less I'm, perfect. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I couldn't agree more. This is this is that was definitely the result of me handing my profile to somebody who who decided that it was important for me to just express how content I was and how much I just want to bring somebody in on that contentment. Uh, I, I right. wholeheartedly agree with you. Great. Okay. Now I'm looking at your bumble. I like this. Nightclub or Netflix? Netflix. If I'm at a nightclub, something has gone horribly wrong with the fabric of the universe. I love that. Okay, brilliant. Um, about me, Proud Puppy Papa to Morty the Pufferdoodle. I love nerdy movies, good food, and Jameson. Now I'm not I don't love I don't love talking about booze. That was another that was another somebody trying to help me, being like, Oh, you gotta talk like talk about how you like Jameson. It's like, man, I, I'm not sure that I love that. I'm not sure that I wanna represent myself by but by how I consume alcohol. If you don't love it, it shouldn't be on there. And if you don't feel like it represents you, it shouldn't be on there. Do not be trying to be the person that appeals to other people. Try and be you as specifically as you can and you will appeal to the right people. I can't wait to go back in these profiles and actually take control (laughs) of them again. You have no idea. Yes, I trust. Now, here are the things I'll say that are the big no-nos. Negativity or saying, you know, I need someone who's loving, caring, funny, sweet. Just say the small things in life that you like. Be as specific as possible. You don't have to categorize yourself as nerdy because also everyone says they're nerdy. No one really knows what it means. It's kind of trendy. Like instead of I love nerdy movies, you could be like, I'll watch anything from name of a movie Mm -hmm. to name of a movie. And instead of good food, you could say, I'm an expert at Blue Apron, but I really love specific food from specific place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'm an expert at Blue Apron and I'd love to expand my cooking horizons Mm -hmm. with someone or and I'd love to learn more than just unpacking a box. I do Blue Apron too. So, so, well, yeah, no. So part of me wants to like I I have I have crafted this thing in my head about how how weak I am to podcast advertisements and just like their Mm. slow erosion on me and how I'm now like I'm now a blue apron chef and a proud like drawer full of me undies wearer and like I'm (laughs) I'm just I like um, you know and then my home is protected by simply relatable (laughs) 
I think that is so relatable. I think you should put that. You could also put something like, tell me your favorite podcast commercial or like, tell me or tell me the most embarrassing podcast ad you've fallen for. Mine's MeUndies. Okay. You know, something like that, like a hook, something to draw people in, something relatable, not like I'm the perfect guy with the perfect life and I do everything you could ever want a guy to do. Like, great, but no, we don't believe you, no, you know? This is my kind of weird. That's what I want to say. Yes. Yes, yes. Now, so now saying I was an unmanageable demon child in third grade, is that considered negativity or is that, is that? Uh, no, I like that. <laughs> I like that because I know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you say I'm an unmanageable, my third grade teacher described me as an unmanageable demon child. And then you could say, you know, I promise I've come a long way. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like a little more humor, a little more drawing <laughs> them in, something that would get them to respond. Fair you enough, know? fair enough. Um, what else? Okay, then you have some pictures that I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, I don't like the beanie. Okay. I don't like sunglasses. Okay. I'm giving you generals overall. Yes, yes, yes. Sunglasses pictures are bad. Okay. They look like you're hiding something and everyone thinks they look cool in sunglasses and you don't. Okay. And the beanie with the tank top where you're hugging yourself. Yes. I'm looking at your current hinge. It's just weird. Yeah. It looks like you're like posing for some calendar. I don't know. Okay. Um, I like the group shot. I love you in baseball caps. I love the suit. You look very handsome. Great. Folding warm laundry, raw veggies, old blues, and my dog. That's cute. But I would say, and my dog, Morty the Puffer Doodle. <laughs> okay. And my dog, ask me about Puffer Doodles or whatever. Okay. You know, like, like put in a hook, put in a hook of like, ask me about this. Talk to me about this. What's your this? I want to know this about you. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make you more uh, permeable. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Totally. Okay. So go to, go to the, the, what is it? Current J date. Mm -hmm. So that photo. And just just because this is a podcast and we're speaking about visuals, this is a this is a yeah. photo of my dog licking my head. My dog really really likes to lick my head. I think that some people might be grossed out by it, but some people may find it very entertaining and know like, oh, that is somebody who whose dog loves them very much. What are your thoughts? I think there are better. Okay, it's cute. It's funny. It's quirky. I would maybe even put it on your. Bumble or your Facebook rather than your J-Date. I just feel like J-Date isn't really the place for it for some reason. I do not make that distinction, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? It's totally. Uh, so maybe maybe on a more a little more playful one. And then let's look at your J-Date profile. It says, looking for something serious with someone that doesn't take things too seriously. I like that. Um, I would maybe have it last. Okay. And again, you have, I love great food, terrible movies, and Irish whiskey. I want food specifics. I Hell want yeah. movie specifics. I'm down. And if you don't like whiskey, I want the whiskey gone. Yes, ma'am. If you don't want everyone to be like, oh, what's your favorite whiskey? Like, don't put things on there that you wouldn't want to talk about because this is what people are going to use to talk totally. to you. So if you don't feel strongly about whiskey, don't lie about it. <laughs> uh, okay, great. So I'm going back to your email now. I'm shy. I'm really comfortable in louder group public settings. I'm not great at approaching people. I'm worried people are going to think a stranger is approaching them is inappropriate. I'm really slow to make any kind of physical sexual advances. I don't kiss on the first date. You know what I'm going to say to that? No, I don't. What are you going to say to that? 
You need to start kissing on the first day. Damn. Yeah. It's important. I'm a good Midwestern boy. No, you're, no, that's not what that is. No, no, no. You're protecting yourself from rejection, which is understandable, but it's a very easy fix. You just say, can I kiss you? And it's hot. It's hot. You don't have to like feel it out and do it smoothly and be like, and now we both lean our heads in and uh, you can just be like, I had a great time. Can I kiss you? And if they say no, no, cool, move on. Maybe they don't kiss on the first day. It's not a rejection of you. It's a rejection of the kiss. But the point is people can't sense if they're attracted to someone from sitting across job interview style for an hour and talking about their families. Like you have to get in there physically somehow for them to be like, I want to see this person again. It's pheromones. It's what gets us going. It's why we go on dates. It's like all we really want. So, and and there are many times when like a girl or a guy thinks they're not into someone and then they make out and they're like, oh, actually I am into them. So you need to man up. Okay. And you're not, again, you don't run the risk of being inappropriate or creepy because you're just not so and you're too aware of it so just you can ask them very kind they're gonna know from spending an hour or two with you that you're not a threatening person so you can just ask them can I kiss you okay and if they say no I don't really kiss on the first date you you could say okay great I'll ask you on our second date soon you know it's just a kiss it's not like you're trying to sleep with them or going home totally But I think you need to break through that physical touch barrier because I feel like you, again, you probably try and conduct yourself very appropriately, which is nice, but then they can't get any like sexual feeling from you at all. So you need to like touch their arm, touch their knee, small of the back, safe places to touch. (laughs) You'll quickly get a sense if they're okay with it. And then you can ask them if you can kiss them at the end of the date. But I think you have to start doing that. Makes sense to me. Great. Okay. So... And all this other stuff, like I'm not great at approaching people. I'm not comfortable. I hear you, but I also like don't believe you because the you does exist, as you say, in groups of people that you're comfortable with where you're fine with all that stuff. So it's just a matter of sprinkling that Jeremy into yourself a little bit earlier than you normally do. Yeah. And I mean, so typically for me, like on a, on a, like once a conversation on a dating app gets moving or once a conversation on a date gets moving, I can, like you're saying, I can put myself there mentally and, and like sprinkle in a little bit more of that, that personality and, and like, and that comfort. Uh, It's, it's not there in that first message, but it's, you know, I do try to find that opportunity to, to express that. Right. And I would say even in the first message, like start a conversation rather than starting at the beginning of a conversation, like, hi, how are you? My name is Jeremy. You can start in the middle of a conversation of like, hey, that's a great photo of that dog. Is that yours? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just as if you're friends already. Totally. Think of your closest girlfriend and talk to this person like her. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to be able to be friends with this person anyway. Absolutely. So you should be able to talk to them like a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I think your art is so cool. I think your dog is so cool. I think this. And when you write your profile, think the same way as if you're telling a friend about you, a new friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're at a party, a close friend's party. You meet another one of their close friends and you're just making casual conversation. So when I used to work at the matchmaking company, we set you up 
on a date. Yes. A blind date. Yes. And I was we were talking last week and you mentioned briefly that you did badly on that date. Can you remind me what happened? Cause I don't remember. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so it's actually very much in line with what you're saying right now, because by not, I didn't sense a connection and I, I kind of felt like I, I clumsily failed myself out of a second date because, um, instead of like communicating with one another after you went, after I went on this, this matchmaking date, we then communicated with the matchmaker as opposed to communicating with one another. And I think I had said like, Oh, I thought she was, she was cute. And I really made an effort to like have engaging conversation, but I just never felt like, I never felt like she was trying to engage with me. I didn't feel like she was, was, interested in me and I was like everything she said I was trying to you know get more depth out of it and engage with it and then I think a, a couple of days later the, the matchmaker that it was not you responded with like well actually she she had a great date and in the future we encourage everybody to go on three dates before deciding not to go on dates with each other and and it, it like I did I felt I felt very clumsy about it because it was like, oh, this is something where there absolutely could have been a second date, but I just did not read the situation right. And perhaps by having like made uh, made the attempt at a physical con at physical contact or something, it would have been more revealing to me that there was the potential for a second date. But because I just didn't feel like there was this, I didn't, you know feel like she had connected with me at all or made an attempt to connect with me, I had, you know, my op, I had opted not to go on a second date. Okay. So I think what we've learned from this situation is you're watching yourself way too much when you're on a date and you're basically, you're deciding if the person likes you or not. And that's not your job mm -hmm. to decide. Your job is to be yourself Put yourself out there. And I would say in this situation, what could also help you is taking the attention off of yourself and whether they like you or not and whether you're doing okay or not and putting it on, I'm going to make them think that I'm really into them. And it's not a leading on situation. It's not a faking situation. It's how you take the attention off of yourself mm -hmm. and get out of your own head. Mm -hmm. You put it on the other person. So even though you're like, I was trying to follow up with everything she said, again, you were still in, I'm going to get her to like me mode. And I think you want to be in, I'm going to let her know that I like her mode. Okay. Even if you don't. Because... One of the people on a date has to decide, I'm going to let this happen. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to put my guard down in order for the other person to do it. So she may have had her guard up. She may have thought you didn't like her, whatever. It's two people that can very easily go through a whole date being 100% in their own heads and not, as they say, connecting at all. So one mm -hmm. of the people has to step outside of their own head and extend their arm and put it out there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So I would say on future dates... When you find yourself like, is this going well? Are they liking me? Do I like, da, 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 da. just start, I'm going to make them think I have a crush on them. You don't have to be like creepier over the top, totally. but it's just a matter of like finding something to really like about them, thinking nice thoughts about them as you look at them, finding something about them you think is attractive and showing them through appropriate physical touch. <laughs> Someone has to break that barrier or it's a job interview. Yeah. And on that note, that's why I always say sit at the bar, sit on a corner, sit next to each other. Mm -hmm. The across from each other helps no one. Okay. 
It's very formal. It's very uncomfortable. But you want to take the attention out of your own head and out of doing it right and more into, I like them. I'm going to let them know I like them. Because put your goal to be, I want to make them comfortable. Mm -hmm. Not by showing them how great I am and showing them I'm listening, but by making them think I'm super, super into them. I promise you it will melt ice blocks when they're like, oh, this guy really likes me. Like, And everyone then just like puffs up a little bit, gets a little more comfortable, and then they can like you back because you're making them feel good. And everyone likes someone who makes them feel good. So, okay, we have to wrap up. Yes. But the main assignments are to go back over your profiles and make them feel like you. Get as specific as possible. doesn't matter if they're shorter. There was one I saw. It might have been an old OkCupid of yours where you were like, yeah, it was like, message me if and then it named all these generic qualities of a woman that are great like if you're kind caring sweet funny have a good time blah 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 if that should come up again message me if you like this specific food this specific movie message me if folding warm laundry is meditation for you message me if you need someone to wash the dishes like Put those specific details that, again, kind of bring it back to things you like rather than putting out random generic traits of another human being. Okay. That totally makes sense. So you're going to go back over your profiles. You can send me pictures, but I would say in general, um, no beanies, no sunglasses. I love the suit. Okay. Dog licking your head might be a little bit much. That's fine. And you're going to go half an hour a day on two apps. Yes. You're going to... If if the finding a detail about someone's profile doesn't exhaust you, keep doing it. If it starts to exhaust you, find something easier yeah. to just throw out there because then once you're talking, it's going to come out that you're very attentive to detail and you care. So don't worry about that. Get to the dates a lot quicker. Don't worry about the person is perfect for you. You're perfect for them. Does everything line up? In general, I want much more spaghetti at the wall energy from you. I want much more swagger. I want the Jeremy that exists with his close friends to come out a lot earlier. So I just want you to trick yourself into that space. And then when you go to the dog park or stuff, yeah, bring up the question. Bring up the conversation. Hey, I'm just wondering, like, how do you find this is? Or if they're like, oh, I have a boyfriend. You could be like, oh, did you ever, was it a problem before you met? Or like, do you have friends who deal with this? Yeah. And you can give out your phone number if that's easier. You can ask their phone number. But I want you to stop trying to make everything perfect and just know it's going to be messy and awkward. And the more like real and down to earth you can be with that and the more comfortable you can be with that, the hotter it is. And I can stop listening to my friends for a little bit. Yeah, definitely stop listening to your friends. They're not helping you. You're great. You're a catch. I'm going to have my eyes out for you regardless. But I'm going to encourage you to be the full nerdy 5'7 hot nerd with a dog that you are. And just be specific and honest about it. Is that your dog right there? And you're going to dog sit for me. Yes, of course. Anytime. (laughs) Be happy to. But I think, you know, just anything that's quirky and unique and different about you can be used to your advantage. And you don't have to like smooth out all the lines of yourself. You can really embrace who you are. And that's how you're going to find the right person for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for sharing. We're going to plug you on Single Crush Saturday, and I'm sure some people will reach out. Um, Your Instagram is jhibbs. Yeah, jhibbs. I think I'm jhibbs everywhere. jhibbs everywhere. Um, You are fantastic. Thank you for letting me yell at you. (laughs) 
If you're someone who needs to be yelled at because you put barriers on your profile about the height of guys, call me up and I'll yell at you too. And um, Jeremy, do you have anything else? You good? No, this is actually perfectly timed. The crowd has arrived at my at my brother's house, so it is time for me to to play with my nephew and make fun raspberry noises at him. Oh, good. Go have fun. You're so cute, <laughs> and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Dahlia. Bye, Jared. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. If you have friends who have a dog, you should borrow that dog and take it for a walk in the dog park. And then you should talk to other people with dogs. You could also just walk it in general. I feel like dogs just make people want to talk to you. And while Jeremy kind of presented this as a problem of like, how do you bridge the gap? I think we should all just start doing it more. And then also while you're at it, if you borrow your friend's dog, you can tell your friend like, also, if you know anyone, please set me up with them. I mean, that's always what I'm saying, but that's a great thing to do, especially, you know, if you have friends who are in couples, they're a little more settled, they have a dog, they have kids, whatever. They want to live vicariously through you. They want to help you out. So don't be shy. Say, hey, can I borrow your dog so I can go to the dog park and talk to some people? They would be so happy for you to take that off their hands so they could relax. And then you say, hey, by the way, if you know anyone single at your work, at your local coffee shop, a friend of a friend, a cousin, set me up, please. People want to help you out, but you have to ask for the help. People want to talk to you, but you have to be the one who starts the conversation sometimes. So be the brave one, be the strong one, be the one on the date saying, I'm going to show this person I have a crush on them. Borrow someone's dog. Think outside the box. So if there are things that you're like, oh, a dog park would be a great place to meet someone. And after listening to this episode, you're like, oh, if only I had a dog, I want to meet a nice guy with a dog. Borrow a dog and then go to the dog park. And when the guy starts talking, you say, actually, this isn't my dog, but I borrowed it because I wanted to meet someone. It doesn't have to mean like, oh, I wanted to meet someone romantically. But you could be like, I thought it'd be fun to go to the dog park and make new friends. I mean, I'm always wanting to make new friends. So I'm always looking for a way to do it. If you were someone who needed new friends, how would you go about doing that? So start to think outside the box, get creative and walk your friend's dog. If you would like to be coached publicly or not, reach out to us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Thank you to Jeremy Hibnick for being my guest today. If you want to stalk him, his Instagram is jhibs. And that's J-H-I-B as in boy, S as in Sam. Thank you to Christine Bartolucci, my social media producer, Melissa Gruen, my wonderful editor, Josiah Thorngate, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, sharing, and making dating fun. (laughs) 